So if I continue to lie, I continue to give her reason to leave. If she leaves, I have continued reason to use. Welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure, where we share practical tips for your relationship before you finish your first cup. Here's Jay and Lori Pyatt. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with a Couple Cure. My name is Jay. And I'm Lori. Today, we're going to dive into step six of the 12-step program based off of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Step six is another preparation step. So between steps four and nine, there's a pattern of of a preparation step and then an action step, a preparation step and an action step. So, so they, they go back and forth between those? Yeah. So oh. in, in step four, oh. you write your inventory, but in step five, you share it. In step six, we, be, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And um, so the way I typically do this is, is break this out. Um, but all these defects of character is what we identified in step five. So how you did your inventory in steps four and five helps you in step six, uh, like we were talking, that you've found the exact nature of your wrongs. Well, those are your character defects like resentment or thinking I'm better than other people or whatever it may be. So now I need to become entirely ready for God to remove these defects of character. And once again, God, higher power, um, however you choose to look at that, I'm not trying to be exclusive. That's what the book says. To be entirely ready, this is a challenge. And I'm, I'm going to quote a, a Bible scripture here because I am a Christian and it does speak to me. But to become entirely ready means I have to be willing to let go of, of this particular tool. Mm, I like how you call it a tool. Yeah, because at some point in my past, these things that are character defects worked for me. I needed them to navigate a situation. I needed them to help me in relationship, whatever it might have been. And I'm not saying it helped me well. I'm just saying it helped me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so the the way it impacted other people was a negative thing. But um, just like we... Uh, learned in some of the other steps, I may be ready sort of to give it up, Mm -hmm. but there's still something that I get out of it. So Mm -hmm. to become entirely ready, uh, look at the the book of John in the Christian Bible, um, chapter five, verses one through nine. And that's the story of the paralytic at the well of Bethesda. Jesus comes to this man who has been paralyzed for 38 years. And Jesus asked what what some of us think is kind of like, well, that's kind of a dumb question, Jesus. I mean, you know, he says, do you want to get well? Hmm. Well, no, I want to just keep laying here paralyzed for the rest of my life. Of course, I want to get well is what we kind of think in the back of our head. However, what does it mean for someone who's been paralyzed their whole life to get well? It means that no one's waiting on them hand and foot anymore. Nobody's taking care of them. Nobody's making sure they get fed or feeding them. They have to get up and do it themselves. And we're not saying that people who are paralyzed wouldn't love to be able to get up and do those things. That's not at all. 
What we have seen, though, is working with addicts, they kind of want to be free, but they don't necessarily want to have to step up in certain areas. Yeah. So that when, while it, I don't think it applies to people who are paralyzed, it definitely applies to um, a lot of the guys that come to us for help. Yeah. And for me to give up my character defects means mm. for me to mm. let go of all of the things I've used to get my needs met my way. And step three, when we talk about surrender, means I have to turn to the will of my higher power, not my own will. And, and my defects of character are all about living in my own will. I have to be entirely ready to stop using mm. what has been effective, not necessarily healthy, in fact, probably not healthy, but effective. Effective in getting people to leave me alone, leave me in my addiction, um, stop telling me what I'm doing wrong. It, it's all been effective for me protecting me. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is challenging because if you don't look deeply at the defect, and, and your readiness to give it up, you're going to keep going back to it. And it's one of the things that keeps you stuck. And it's one of the things that other people may see. Like for me, um, false pride or thinking that I'm better than others or lying. Lying is something that I've done a lot to Lori. Mm -hmm. And because I've lied so many times to her, she may have chosen to leave over that. And because of the pain I have caused her. So if I continue to lie, I continue to give her reason to leave. If she leaves, I have continued reason to use. And mm. so my character defects continue to feed the, the very thing I'm trying to get, get rid of. Mm -hmm. I do like how Jay said tool because we see that a lot in our work with couples after betrayal, when she learns to use her voice, when she starts putting in boundaries, before that step, before we get to that point, uh, before we get to where we're talking, all four of us, I ask her, are you ready to see where he's really going to land? Because when she starts using her voice, when she starts setting boundaries, we see the other tools that he uses. And we see the techniques that we might not have known were there before, she can tend to see a side of him she's never seen before. And it, part of it, I think, is that he's willing to lay down the way of using, the way of coping that he had been used to. Now he's living life numbed. He's living life without the thing he used to turn to to numb out, but she also is now holding him to a standard. And he can tend to, again, like I said, show a side of himself that he's never shown before. So that would be another character defect to be ready to lay down. These character defects, we may be powerless over them too. So mm. this may take us back to step one. 
I would even say we're more powerless over that. The the more foundational, the more rooted things. Right. It's kind of like a person lays down their first addiction, they might pick up something else in order to cope. The the character defect is what is the root. You know, mm-hmm. the, all those things are just ways of dealing with the root, but the character defects are the roots. Yeah, yeah, which is why it's really important to identify them and start to dig them out. And if you find that there are some that you're more powerless over than others, then there's an, an opportunity to go back and start the 12 steps again mm. and say, I am powerless over lying. I am powerless over thinking I'm better than other people and walk through those steps again of surrendering it, of digging deeper into, you know, where did this come from and how do I use it, that type of thing. And my experience with the 12 steps is sometimes people will go through the 12 steps a couple times on their primary addiction. And then after they feel like that's kind of under control, they then will go through on something else, you know, because they they realize, oh, now I'm bound in this area. I'm trying to cope with life using this other thing. Mm-hmm. And we've seen people try to get free from soda, you know, or ice cream or Things like that. Like mine would be popcorn, movie theater popcorn with a bunch of butter on it. <laughs> Can't even go there. We're sorry for triggering half our audience. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to struggle tonight. <laughs> but the first two or three times through can be over one thing, and then the next time you can go through it again. Right. Just to get more and more free. <clears throat> yeah. And this is something that Lori um, has referred to as another level, another devil. Mm-hmm. You're, you're peeling away years and decades of behaviors that, again, they've, they've been effective. They haven't necessarily been healthy, but they've been effective. And as we peel those layers away, we're going to find some stuff that's still deeply rooted. And it's just another level of challenge. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, one of the things to recognize about this is that um, really effective tools can become weapons. Um, what do you mean? Meaning, uh, you know, here's my military history. Uh, the the Japanese on the isle, island of Okinawa resisted the shoguns of Japan with farm implements. So the very things they were using for their survival, they used to defend themselves against a much stronger, more military prepared enemy. But that effective tool became a weapon in the wrong hands. And that's how I have used some of that, my character defects in the Mm. past. I've seen this done a lot with religion or Christianity even, that they get free and they learn some scripture and they learn some recovery words. And now they're kind of up in everybody's face, um, trying to change them, trying to force them or compel them. We call it taking their inventory. Oh, okay. Now, again, this is different. This is different than if somebody else's actions are impacting you. I'm talking about examining somebody else and going to them and going, you need to, and being very 
confrontational about it versus loving them and sharing your own sobriety and freedom with them in a way that draws them versus um, kind of repels them. Right. So one of the one of the final phrases here is defects of character. And then in, in step seven, they use the word shortcomings. And if you dig into the history of AA, they, they just changed the word so that they wouldn't say the same word twice. But that's one way to look at it is it's a defect in my character. It's, it's something that I didn't learn the right way because of my addiction, whatever it might be. And I can fix a defect in my character. It might even be part of your preference. True. You know. True. I know we can prefer life to go a certain way. And if we live catering to that preference, it can kind of rewire our brain. So, yeah. Yeah. So again, these, these are tools that we learned over time when we were using either to get our drug of choice or to get the people around us to stop hassling us about using to stop talking to us about what we're doing wrong. And we learned these things in, in a very unhealthy environment, very unhealthy thinking. But there, there's still a part of me that wants to get things my way, mm-hmm. when I want them, how I want them. And so if I'm willing to surrender my will to get those things, I need to be willing to surrender the tools to just open my hands and drop those tools. There are much more effective tools for me to deal with life. And that's what the 12 steps are, is, is learning a new set of tools, but I've got to let go of the ones that I've already got in my hands. Yeah, I like how Jay's talking about the will and God's will and that sort of thing, the, higher, the will of the higher power, because that is similar to one of the steps in Christianity you might have heard, you know, Jesus's savior and that sort of thing. That savior to me is kind of the higher power. He's got the power. He's bigger than me. He's more knowledgeable. He can get it done. And in the terms of Christianity, it was also like he said, God punish me for everything Lori will do in order to allow her to come and be with us in heaven forever. But the will part of it has to do with the Lord part of Jesus, meaning boss. If you, if you look at the definition of that word in the original text, it's more like boss. Mm-hmm. So handing, like being willing to have God remove these defects of character, that's one thing. So he removes it. Now what? Are you going to find another, you know, are you going to develop another defect of character in order to handle life your way? Or are you going to follow the higher power, God, and do things their way? Yeah, and we'll, we'll see that in steps 10, 11, and 12, where we will give up these tools and we'll, we'll be given new tools through the, through the 12 steps. Um, so... To become entirely ready, we we do need to look at what it's going to cost us. I typically ask two questions. Um, the first question is, do you think you have a problem? Right. So we 
we go back to some of the earlier to step one. If you don't think you have a problem, there's really nothing anybody can do for you. And then the second question is, do you want to get well? Because for some people, their active addiction feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels like the, the most effective way they've found to deal with life. And to take that away from them um, without them going through the second half of step one, which is my life has become unmanageable. Until our lives are, are unmanageable and we recognize we have a problem, we, we really can't move forward. Um, and then if we're not willing to lay down our old way of living, because all of my best tools, all of my best thinking Made a mess. Made a mess. It got me to where I was using on a regular basis, lying to Lori, putting myself, my job, my marriage at risk. That was my best thinking. I need to lay that best thinking down and do something different. Mm-hmm. And that's what step six is about is, is looking at those things that aren't working for us and being willing to let them go. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to bring up is when I went through the 12 steps, after a few rounds of it, I started realizing that my tools or my, not even tools, the things I needed to let go of were my fears. And so I was like, okay, God, I trust you with this. I trust you with this, but I'm not ready to give you my child. I'm not ready to give you uh, certain things that I'm afraid might happen to her. So you can have the rest of it. And then A couple times later, I was like, okay, I give you everything. So it was kind of like one by one, cycle by cycle, different fears fell away. And that can be really, really effective. Based on what I've seen in my own spiritual walk, God's faithful. And he, not that he doesn't allow bad things to happen, but he doesn't leave me there. He definitely says, okay, yeah, that might have happened, but it's going to the way I've heard it in my head a long time ago was there's a greater crown on the other side. And of course, if Christians, we throw them at the feet of Jesus when we get to heaven, but he's a resurrection kind of God. He can take the ashes and create something great from it. So, Well, so this has been step six. Uh, Next time we'll be talking about step seven and it has more to do with our character defects. Um, Thank you for joining us today and we will see you on the next episode. Bye guys. Bye.